we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. How are you doing, Megan? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I'm really glad that you're here. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, So as you mentioned, my name is Megan Zink. I am a marketer by day. Um, So I really love the psychology of marketing. I also love the creative side of marketing. So I'm actually the director of demand gen marketing at a SaaS, which is software as a service. It's a fancy way of saying I work in inbound marketing at a software company. (laughs) Um, So that's my day job, but I also am a multi-passionate um, I have lo- I've had a love of travel ever since I was young. I was super fortunate. My family also believed in travel and you know I'm very privileged I had the means to travel. So um, travel is a huge part of my world. Um, I also have dabbled in darkroom and digital photography for over 17 years. So I have a background in that. I and I also have a travel website called Color Curiosity. Um, a presence on social media where I just love to educate and inspire people to get out there, explore, try new things. Um, And I have actually worked with a number of travel brands like Visit Idaho, uh, Visit Bloomington, um, just to name a few. But yeah, I and I love getting outdoors. Um, I love staying active. And my husband and I actually just relocated from Chicago, where I am born and raised in the Chicagoland area, to Colorado. And we live in Golden, Colorado now. Colorado is on my bucket list for sure. Yes. For sure. All right. So, um, Megan, just to sort of follow form, you know, everybody that we talk to on this show is someone who had some kind of a point in their life where the path they chose or the thing that they were doing wasn't filling the bucket for them and felt like they needed something else. So why don't you bring us back to where that spot was for you. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> there are a couple. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I wonder if maybe I have more than others. Um, for the simple fact that again, I am a multi-passionate and I just had a really hard time narrowing my interests down. Um, when I was in high school, I dabbled all over the place. Um, I kind of thought of myself as a chameleon. I had all different kinds of friend groups. I was, I did competitive cheerleading, but I also did like darkroom photography. So I was like the, you know, the <laughs> person in the darkroom wearing the, a uniform. And so if you can imagine that in your mind, if, you know, you think of a darkroom and, and it was just different. And then in college, same thing. I had a lot of different things going on. Um, so ultimately, I knew I loved marketing. I loved um, the psychology of marketing. And I actually went 
into the workforce, um, it was really difficult to get into the workforce. I graduated college in 2011, and that was a couple of years after a major recession. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I just got to get in the workforce and I just have to learn and I want to learn by doing. So I started um, working for my old lacrosse coach in high school as a marketing assistant at a place called the Autobahn in Juliet, which is kind of, um, if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a golf club for people who drive race cars and fancy cars. And I had never done anything like that in my whole life. Um, ultimately ended up being kind of a, a, a glorified office assistant for lack of a better way to describe it. But I did get to do some marketing. Um, I really just learned on my feet. And then first, first one, I knew I needed something different. I knew I needed a stable job. I was driving from the Northwest suburbs all the way down to Joliet, which is a really long way. Um, and I was doing it mostly for the experience. I wasn't getting paid a lot. And so right. I made a shift into, um, I was a recruiter. So I started um, doing IT recruiting for a couple of years and that was amazing, but it also, I just knew it wasn't for me either. Um, but what I will say about recruiting is it teaches you a lot of amazing soft skills that I ordinarily maybe wouldn't have learned. Right. Um, I learned how to negotiate. I unfortunately learned how to fire people. I was, you know, just <laughs> fresh out of school and it was, it was really emotional for me too. So what was your um, degree in Megan? Just out of curiosity. That is a great question. I, I studied journalism. I also minored in uh, business marketing and I also minored in fine arts with a concentration in photography. And, you know, the reason I asked that is um, being a brand new empty nester, literally not even a whole week yet. Um, you know, I'm thinking about conversations I've had with, with my own kids and conversations I've had with kids in my school where, mm -hmm. you know, getting a degree in something is no longer a guarantee that you're then going to land into the career that you think goes with that degree. Absolutely. And, and I think this story that you're telling is exactly that. Oh, for sure. And I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, the takeaway for everybody listening here um, is that you should just try everything. Should, right? There's a yeah. should. <laughs> yeah. You should try ones. everything. There's good you ones can... and there's bad ones. <laughs> you should try everything you can get your hands on because you don't have to do it for forever. You can figure out if you like it or not. And I swear it will behoove you someday in your journey down the road. Did you... um, and I... I'm sorry. I was going to say, did you yeah. find that um, as you were looking for jobs that you felt like there were only certain categories where you could look? Because it sounds like you, you went to what came to you and looked like a good opportunity, but maybe not necessarily was something that would be an if-then statement from the degree that you had. Absolutely. Um, I had to look for marketing job. I, you know, I had a lot of people who did get the sort of by the book, like they worked at an internship and then they got a full-time role out of that, right. or they were at an agency or something like that. But my path was not linear by any means. And I, and so I just sort of was like, okay, I'm going to roll with the punches a little bit. I'm going to just take this opportunity because it presented itself to me and see what I get out of it. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I could say it, it wasn't really, it didn't look like a traditional role for right. sure. Um, and so after that, I did know though, ultimately I really did want to get into marketing. And so I ended up 
sort of quitting everything, um, but taking a chance on a part-time position at a marketing agency. So I was a community manager there for a couple of years. And actually, um, I love the story because again, you just never know what you're going to get out of a situation. I took the role part-time. I was like, I'm going to freelance. I got to do something else to keep myself stable while I hope this turns into a full-time role. Um, But when I got there, I went from essentially being a community manager and working on social media and things like that and taking meetings at a card table in a co-working space to ultimately leaving about two and a half years later, managing Potbelly social media. Ah. And so that was pretty epic. I learned, I mean, it was trial by fire, honestly. (laughs) I learned a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, And then I just sort of, you know, the the environment wasn't great. I felt like I should stay there because it was stable. Um, But it wasn't good for my psyche. (laughs) It was... It was, um, it was having a detriment on my health. Like, you know, I was, I was super stressed out all the time. I had no control. I was, it was just a, a tough place to be, but I did, I did grow a very thick skin. Um, and I, again, I'm, I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity there because I wouldn't be who I am now without it. Um, but then I decided I wanted to go somewhere a little more stable. I thought that it would be a good idea to try something in-house rather than in an agency environment. So I actually ended up at um, a chain of health clubs in the city of Chicago for four years as their marketing manager there. Um, and I loved it and it, it was great. Um, but again, I, you know, ultimately I found this love of content marketing and inbound marketing, and I really wanted to grow with the company. I kept being proactive and saying, here's this program that I'd love to start here. Um, but ultimately it just, it was a really confusing time because I was looking at this, this linear progression that I had only ever known. And, you know, you do a good job, you get promoted, you do a good job, you get promoted Mm -hmm. when the actuality is occasionally you will be in a place that just you outgrow and you don't really realize that you outgrow it. Um, but it happens. And I did have a wonderful, by the time that I had left, I had a wonderful manager who was like, look, you, you might be outgrowing this place. Um, and that was a wake up call. And that was, um, pretty amazing of her to mention, but that was where I started a website, my, my travel websites, because I looked at it as sort of a lifeboat to, you know, I, I, I started a blog. Um, now I call it sort of a media platform because it's kind of progressed a little bit more than just like my single, you know, perspective. But, um, I looked at it as a living, breathing resume because I really wanted to be an editorial. I really wanted to be in content marketing. And I was like, look, I built this brand and I wanted to be able to use it as a resume to look for another job. Um, and so ultimately what ended up happening is I did end up getting an opportunity to become a content marketing manager at the software company I'm at now. Um, but I also was like, this is another experience of where the thing that came into my path didn't look like the thing that I was expecting. Um, and so, and I really thought that I was, you know, going to go into the travel industry. Right. Well, in retrospect, given what just happened over the past couple of years, I'm kind of glad that I did I did it. Right. Like right. I, you know, there are tons of people out there saying you only live once, let's just try it. I absolutely support that. I, I believe that that is the path for people, you know, many people out there. For me, it wasn't. 
Um, and so I decided to stick with this love of travel. Honestly, it was really ultimately a place for my photography because I wasn't really doing anything with my photography. Um, and then I decided that I just wanted to see where this other role went. And so I have been growing both simultaneously, obviously, where necessary, putting my energies, obviously, into my full-time role, right. first and foremost, because that's what pays the bills. Um, but everything left over, my, my platforms get. Um, so I guess you could say, you know, I work nine to five in marketing and then five to nine and <laughs> photojournalist and a photographer when I can fit it in. So um, but that, yeah, that's my, that's my a journey. lot of, a lot of tips. <laughs> and I think, you know, the things that, that stood out that you said along the way just now were number one, the, the realization that you've outgrown something and, and being okay with that, um, and, and being willing to do something about it, but then your willingness to shift to new things and learn something new as opposed to this one I've outgrown. I need to find a different one of these that I'm doing mm -hmm. right now and go to it. Um, you know, people in education, I think, and I speak to it simply because that's my wheelhouse. It's very hard to branch outside of education because people don't see those skills as transferable. And so they feel stuck, people that are in education. What can I do? Where else can I go? And sometimes for them, if they can't get seen for their value that they can bring to the, the private sector, switching schools, switching grade levels, switching positions within an education community sometimes can fill that void. <laughs> you know, so it's still something slightly different, even Absolutely. though it's in the same big box. You know, yep. it can be something different. And I think having that willingness to recognize that you need a change and then do something about it is huge because how many people realize they need a change and go, well, I guess this is just where I'm stuck for the next 25 years. There, I am sure there are a lot of people out there. And it's funny you bring that up because I always, um, maybe some would call me headstrong, but but my mentality and my um, my view of life is, you know, if I don't like my situation, I can change it. I am I can't control destiny for sure, but I think there are elements that I can control. Um, and then what also is a learning process for me is, you know, understanding the ones that I can't and just kind of giving up and saying, OK, let me just go with the flow here. Um, but yes, absolutely. It's um, you know, it's. I think being willing to say, well, nothing is forever, right? And honestly, that is what got us, I think, partially here into Colorado. I mean, I my family is from the Chicagoland area. Their family is from the Chicagoland area. Their ancestors are from yeah, the yeah. Chicagoland area. That's Everybody is there. It's a big change. And so when we were sort of noodling this idea of moving across a number of states to somewhere we, we don't have any direct family here, um, it was really a lot to mentally encompass. It was honestly, we almost didn't do it because there were just so many roadblocks of like, well, what, you know, what's going to happen? And what if we don't have any friends? What if we hate it? What if we have to change jobs? And there were so many what ifs. And ultimately, I think the the mindset shift that allowed us to make this happen was when I just realized it's gonna suck if we don't like it, we have to come back, but it is not impossible to not be forever. Yeah. Um, I think when, when I was thinking of a change in my brain, I just automatically sort of 
gravitate to this is going to be forever. This is the way it's going to be sure. the rest of eternity. Right. Um, but it is not true by any means. I agree with that. And I think, you know, so many times, and I am so guilty of this. Uh, and I've just heard my daughter the last weekend as she's settling in, you know, saying what you just said. What if it's not a good fit? What if I don't meet people? What if I can't figure out my classes? What if all these things? And I started responding to her with, what if you master your classes? What if you make a ton of friends? What if you love it and want to live here forever? What if, you know, mm -hmm. all the positives? And I think that it's so much easier to what if yourself out of something, because I say it all the time, complacency is so much easier. It's not it nicer. Really is. It's not more enjoyable, but it's certainly easier because it's what you're already doing and you've yeah. already figured out a way to survive whatever it is that you're in. And, you know, it's one thing to complain that you need to make a change. It's another thing to actually do something about it. And I think that there are so many people who are satisfied complaining about the hand they've been dealt and not seeing how they can play their way out of it. Yep. So 100%. I love that you're talking about, you know, we've almost what ifed ourselves into not going, but now you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, and it ultimately, and then I think, you know, there are so many euphemisms that you can put into play here that align with this, but it's like nothing's as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's really not. I think our us as humans, and it's so funny because I actually, um, in an episode of of. Uh, something that I've been really passionate about is sort of understanding, you know, the, the propensity for people to not want to try new things or learn new things. Mm -hmm. And I, I spoke with a psychologist and, and also um, uh, somebody who started a, an adventure travel book series. And they brought this idea up of the 90% rule. And I was like, well, what's that? And they said, 90% of what you think is going to happen never happens. You know, that's like, so true. Heck yes. It's so true. Uh, you know, What's the worst that could happen is the question that I've been told to ask when you're in that mindset, like you were saying, what if we get there and we have no friends? What if we get there and we need to find new jobs? What is the worst that can happen? Well, in that situation, you're friendless and you only have each other mm -hmm. <laughs> and you find new jobs or you yep. say this part of Colorado is not for us. Where else can we go? Um, yep. You know, years ago when I just... Uh, finished my master's degree and my ex-husband finished his degree, we applied all over the country and said, wherever we get a good job first, it's where we're going to go. And we ended up in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And we lived there for a little over a year until something brought us back to New York where we were like, no, we need to go back by our family so that we can help with this situation and that. Sure. But again, like we did it and it yeah. may not have been Baltimore. It could have been Denver or LA or who yeah. knows. Um, if it were not that he was afraid of, of earthquakes, I might've ended up in California. So <laughs> I think that you, um, we, we, what if ourselves out of so many opportunities for two reasons, and you've said them both one, because we're too afraid of the negatives that we impose 90% of which don't happen. Mm -hmm. And I think the other piece that we, what if is, um, we what if ourselves into a spot where, like I said earlier, it's just so much easier to stay and complain than it is to actually make an effort, start doing something, work towards something, or, oh, yeah. you know, 
I'll use this podcast as an example. You have this idea for something, but there's a lot you have to learn. You can have this idea like, oh, you know what I'd rather be? I'd rather be a blank. Oh, but I have to take courses or I have to figure out technology. I have to learn how to edit a podcast. I have to learn marketing, whatever it is that you have to do. And sometimes that mountain feels more insurmountable than the misery or discomfort that you're in. A hundred percent. Because I I just think it's incredible that um, I think humans have really vivid imaginations. (laughs) And I think people... Because myself included, and, you know, um, a lot of this exploration of this idea is, and I'm not perfect by any means. I definitely have trepidation around things as well, but um, it's just really incredible to me how I, there are definitely people in my life where I'm like, how how are you just, how are you so much happier just, excuse my French, but bitching about your situation? (laughs) Like, why? What even just a little modicum of trying something new could really mm-hmm. help change this. Yep. So what, why, what, what is, where is that mountain coming from and why is it so large and looming? But you know, I really, I think it's just a shadow. Of, there's two different <laughs> kinds of people, Megan, that I think, you know, that I've seen. There are the people who need change and variety to stay interested in whatever it is that they're doing. So that to me would be a person that within their organization or within their company are taking different roles, taking new opportunities. So maybe they're not leaving that career and going to another, but within their career, you know, it's like, oh, I'd like to, I was in marketing, but now I'd like to be in the social media management, or I was a third grade teacher. Now I think I want to be a sixth grade Mm -hmm. teacher, whatever. They make those shifts within their box to keep themselves engaged and keep it exciting. And then there's other people who, want and and actively search out that structure and routine that is predictable and this is what I want to do and no I I know what I'm doing and I don't want to have to learn a new thing I'm totally satisfied doing this same thing I've been doing in this order for the last 15 years I'm happy to do it for another 15 I'm good I don't want it to change because then I have to learn something new and I think that's really just two totally different mindsets within people Um, And not to judge the people that, you know, if they're completely happy putting slot A into tab B every day for eight hours a day because it's predictable and that makes them happy, (laughs) more power to them because we need slot A and tab B. And so please do it. Thank you very much. Totally. You know, but I think who we're talking to, you and I both are the people who are putting slot A into tab B dreaming about what else could be, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the key. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about, um, you know, you talked about your evolution from place to place and now you're doing the marketing, but then you also have your, I don't even know if I want to call it a side hustle because it sounds bigger than that. Um, <laughs> you know, these two things that you have going on and you talked about, you know, from nine to five, I do this and from five to nine, I do this. Do you do that because it brings you joy or do you do that because you're building a bridge and you envision having only one of those? (laughs) That is an excellent question. I think it's honestly a little bit of both still. Um, I do it because it brings me joy. And to be absolutely honest, I have reflected upon if I were to just kind of use it as a bridge and let's say I was done with, you know, 
corporate land where I am right now. And I wanted to go off and do consulting and everything on my own. I have found that by building both of these things together, I have been able to learn the things that I like, the things I don't like, the things that actually do bring me joy, um, the things that I can really focus on that just really light me up instead of being just a necessity because mm -hmm. I need the money. Um, so that it feeds the other at all. Oh my gosh. Of course. Yes. And that's why, um, I really love the company that I'm at too, because they allow us to bring our full selves to work. They're really excited that people bring their, you know, outside passions in. And honestly, I, there is absolutely not to me, there are no containers. I constantly bringing things in that I learned from teaching myself all the things about building a media platform and everything that goes along with it over. And honestly, part of the reason why I got the role of being a content marketing manager was everything that I brought to my interview that I had taught myself to launch a blog and build a brand. So <laughs> it's absolutely not a question that they feed each other all the time. Um, and I think that's I think another that important thing for people to, to note or take note of is that not only were you saying this particular job path, this particular career, this company doesn't serve me, I've outgrown it, I'm going to look for another one and I'm going to build my brand and my blog and you know the color of curiosity and the travel stuff. It doesn't have to be an or. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be, I'm gonna do this until I can do just that. Right. And so for you right now, you know, yes, it brings you joy and yes, you're doing both. And as your life shifts and you outgrow that, um, you may choose one or the other. You may say one doesn't serve me, but I'm going to fill that hole with something else. And yeah. I think that's the key is this, this forever willingness to evolve, you know, in education, they have mm -hmm. this saying, and it sounds a little corny, but like being a lifelong learner, but <laughs> that's what my website's about college right but but it's yeah. the truth I think it's that willingness to say "Ooh, this doesn't serve me anymore but I'm gonna find something or some things that do mm -hmm. and that's yep. what I really love about your story is that you know gee this job doesn't fit me I'm gonna do this on the side because it interests me now what I've learned from this makes it so that I can market myself better to a different kind of job and, you know, it's like a, a, a zigzagging, zigzagging ladder, you know, it really, yes, I think about that all the time. And yep, it's like a zigzagging ladder with this parachute that's always like next to me. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if I wanted to, I and that's a little bit of why, you know, I've been nurturing it just again, for the pure love of it, but also because I recognize that down the road, I've set up my own LLC now. Right. I have gotten through, you know, the, the the obstacles of learning how to pay a ten, uh, you know, an NEC employee, like like all of that stuff that I um, and I did it with a a, a really gracious um, net under me, right? Because I wasn't, it wasn't like a end all be all sort of situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for that. I yeah. think that's great. So um, I like to bring it back around. So, so talk a little bit more. We've heard about the marketing, but why don't you tell people a little bit about the platform that you've built? Uh, if they want to go visit your website or check out your blogs or your travel stuff, your photography, yeah. talk a little bit about that. 
Absolutely. Um, well, thank you, first of all, for letting me share this. And it's actually a perfect segue because it is all about lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I really about that. <laughs> I know. It was, it was perfect. It was kismet. But um, yeah, so Color and Curiosity, www.colorandcuriosity.com has grown to this really cool platform. And I sort of did it in... Um, it doesn't really fit into one box. And I, and I keep, that's kind of my lifelong, like existential crisis. I'm like, what am I niching into? And I do, I don't know yet. So I just have this freedom to build it and, and pursue things that are interesting to me. Um, so my original blog is um, called moderately excited, which is a really funny name and mm-hmm. it's tongue in cheek. I'm very excited about everything. Um, I'm especially excited about curiosity and learning. And I just think things are so fascinating. I love fun facts and trivia and all that. So I started that. That was a place for my photography. I grew that um, pretty substantially. And I ultimately decided I didn't love just having one single point of view. And I wanted to sort of create more of a media umbrella that has a lot of different aspects to it. And I ultimately really also enjoyed learning about other people's stories. So I'm a journalist at heart. I love telling people's stories. Um, especially entrepreneurial journeys. So if you go over to Color and Curiosity, not only will you find travel guides with um, heavy on photography, but you'll also find interviews of female entrepreneurs and explorers, educators, entrepreneurs, just sharing their passions, their journeys, and then also what keeps, you know, what gets them out of bed, their favorite um, resources for ongoing learning, lifelong learning. And then the other thing um, is that I started a podcast called Wider Worldview. <laughs> so Can you say that the name ex- of it again? Yep, Wider Worldview. I love it. Um, and it's yeah, and it's on a platform called Fireside, which is actually really unique. It sort of takes the echo chamber out of a traditional um, sort of podcast, and that's what they say. It's it's just neat because it can be interactive, which mm-hmm. you haven't, you know, I haven't really seen before. So I it, I was presented this opportunity again. It kind of just like presented itself, and I was like, yeah, well, I have always loved the idea of starting a podcast, and I've always loved telling people stories and asking people questions and talking to them, and so I just took. I grabbed it, you know, life by the horns and was like, all right, let's try it. (laughs) So um, people can expect to be inspired um, and learn new things. So I um, interviewed different travel uh, people in the travel industry and look at, you know, all kinds of different perspectives. So um, there we had an adventure travel specialist, Chris Kosach. She was on um, the travel channel for quite a while. That was pretty cool. And then also just lots of people in higher education. Um, I, again, I had the privilege to study abroad and I have been really exploring, like, how do we bring the power of travel to more people? How do we make it more accessible? Which is so, there's so many complexities with that, but um, I've just been working on sort of investigating that and trying to educate people about all of the different resources that are out there for study abroad, work abroad, um, talking to different thought leaders about it. Yeah, because it, it was a life-changing experience for me. Um, again, I had the privilege to travel. Not everybody does in college, but um, I did an eight-week semester at uh, in Florence, Italy, learning about Renaissance art history and drawing. Beautiful. And, and I'm embarrassed to say um, I didn't like it 
I hate, I actually kind of hated it while I was there, and there. I was like, and that's the thing. I know. Right? Like, <laughs> things up that like you should love Florence, Italy. What is yes. wrong with you? Yes, but and I felt so much you, guilt. That's okay. Maybe <laughs> it's that you love, I don't know, Spain, and Italy's not for you, and that's okay. Yep. What I learned, I think, is that that icky feeling that I had, that I was like, everybody is like, there are all these like oh my gosh, I'm having the best time of my life. And, I, you know, these fun photos and everything. That was what I thought it should look like. Again, the should. Yeah. That icky feeling, I couldn't put a name on it, but it was actually me learning and growing outside of my comfort zone. And yep. so hindsight 2020, I was just learning. Yeah, I hear you. I went to, um, I went to China <clears throat> on a work trip and I was there for nine wow. days and it was the same thing. I went trepidatious saying, I should do this because it's halfway around the world and people would kill to go to China and this it's a work trip and I should go. So I went. And while I was definitely impressed with much of the ancient culture and history and you can't, you're not a human if you're not impressed with the Great Wall of China, right? Like just what's wrong with you if you can't appreciate that feat of building and, and ingenuity. But similar, I, I was good. I was like, yep, okay. So I checked the box. I'm, I'm okay. I'm ready to <laughs> and I apologize to anybody yeah. who loves China, but it just I think for it's, me. And that's okay. Yep. But I went yep. to Spain and I loved Spain. So yep. it, it's, you, you all have these feelings. Like if I'm investing in this experience, I should love it. And I just don't think that's the case. And that goes for travel. That goes for a new course you're going to take. That's going to go for a new path you might try. I'm investing in it. I've spent money on it. I should love it. Yeah, because I'm putting yep. time and effort into it. But I think the real answer is you're learning whether you love it or not. You've learned something. Yes. And, and, that's, and that's and that's that is the key. And that's a, a main thoroughfare. And, um, you know, so not only ColorCuriosity.com, but also I haven't let go of my personal social platform. I love Instagram because I'm a photographer and my handle moderately excited. I explore sort of the opposite side. Really a lot of the things I put out is kind of in rebellion of like what social media is. And become. I have to say I follow you on Instagram <laughs> and I love everything that you put on that on that moderately excited page. I think it's adorable, but I also think it's insightful and exciting. I adore it. Oh, thank you. And yeah, and and um, on Fridays, I I've gotten a little bit away from it, but I'll do like Fail Friday, and so I I have put up many a picture of like my eyes closed, like hat, you know, just kind of showing people that like it is okay to look to be a thing that you don't think you should, like you know, not what society sh says you should do. Mm -hmm. um, and and so that was kind of my little jab at like. <laughs> perfect yeah. you know the perfectly manicured reel and every picture looks rosy gold and every single you know every single photo has the same filter on it and um so that was kind of my you know let's be real here and you're absolutely right it is the key not everything it looks like it should and that mm -hmm. is absolutely okay yeah i saw somebody have a post the other day that said you know don't be jealous of someone's life that you're seeing on their social media, you're being jealous of their newsfeed. Yes. Yep. You know? It's their highlight reel. You're not going to put, you know, the day that you 
crashed into your garage door. Right. Or your raccoon <laughs> up in the morning because you forgot to take your makeup off or whatever the case may be. Like, Anything. Nobody knows that. No, I exactly. I the other day I did a little sort of motivational post for all the little uh, new empty nesters saying like, listen, it's, it's a time of change and here's a call to action, blah, 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 whatever. And I, when I finished it, I posted it because reality put what up, up, whatever it is. But at the end of it, I noticed that I'm sitting here in the morning drinking my coffee. I have no makeup on. And the last thing I said was I should probably go put some makeup on and then drink my coffee. <laughs> And a couple of people commented like, oh, stop, you know, it's fine. Yeah. We do to ourselves, right? No. We should do these things. I should look just perfect (laughs) for my my screen time. So what I want to do, Megan, is I want to throw at you the questions that I throw at everybody and see how you you take them. Um, The first one is, what negative shoulds that inhibit you or make you think twice, second guess, ring in your ears and and sort of stop you in your tracks still now you know through your success oh there's there's a lot i will say especially reflecting on the way that the pandemic had um an influence on the things that i felt like i was should be doing Mm -hmm. i would say the familial shoulds are really hard to overcome um, like, oh, you really should do this. You really should study this. You really should go there. You mm-hmm. know, so like what your parents I think, think or your family mm-hmm, think? The, what your parents think, siblings, family, um, just because they weigh in a different way, yeah. right? And um, and then the other, you know, even society and it's, I mean, my life being in digital marketing and then also having a media brand. I can't get away from social media. It's a necessary evil. I have so many positives that have come from it. I have friends that I literally have made over social media. I have friends that I've never met in person, but I've talked to on the phone like millions of times. I have their number. I text them. I've met friends in real life. I also have so – it's always a comparison game. And so I think the should – literally, that is what social media embodies is this negative should of like – this is what you should be taking a picture of when you right. go to a sunflower should look like. This is what you should buy at Trader Joe's. This is what your news should look like. So, ugh, the, the family shoulds and the social media shoulds are I agree. real I agree. hard to deal with. So, and I put on blinders. You, that's a good thing. And if you could sell those blinders, you'd make a million, I think. <laughs> um, what, uh, what positive shoulds keep you motivated and keep you going towards your goals? Those are really good questions. Um, I would say the shoulds that um, I should try something new. I should learn how this works. Um, I should try to understand where this person's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that Color and Curiosity explores is how empathy or travel is an empathy building tool. Um, Because I think that, you know, right now I, I don't know that there's, as much empathy as there should be in the world. I yeah. think we lack a little bit of compassion. I know and I think the putting, is there's not. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, when you put yourself inside somebody else's shoes, I'm, I've always been a firm believer in that. I've always tried to do that. And I think with my background in journalism, always looking at nothing is black and white for me. It's, it's like a, a really frustrating internal process always. Cause I'm always looking at like, well, 
Like, right, right. But I think should um, that I should try to understand where this person is coming that. from is a really great one that has really behooved me. Um, I love that. Even the one, yeah, even you and I, how we're the type of people where we're like, why aren't you, why are you so adamant about not trying something new? And then I actually had a little bit of like a slap upside the head where it was like, well, maybe they lacked comfortability in their childhood or in their background and they just, they're looking for it. Yeah. Well, and I was about like, what yeah. I said earlier, right? There's those people that they want that structure and predictability and they need it. And again, yes. if as long as they're happy with that, I hundred percent go for it. You know, I agree. So, yeah. So I think that should is probably one of my favorites and it, it just really helps me understand where somebody is coming from. I love that. What advice would you give Megan who just came out of college and started working for the lacrosse coach now that you know what you know? <laughs> oh, um, nothing is as big as a, of a deal as you make it. Oh, I like that. It, not, it really is not. It, in the grand scheme of things, your problem is just an infinitesimal sort of little drop in the bucket mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really is not worth getting super bent out of shape over. I love it. Um, the other thing is you never know who you're going to meet. So just talk to everybody. And that is what I still preach, you know, and practice as uh, to myself. And I tell that that's some of my best advice is you never know where that connection that you make or that person that you help is going to take you. Um, there's so that. many times, yeah, where I've, I've just made wonderful connections and they've, I love that. Places. My, uh, <clears throat> my assistant principal was saying today that when he started college, he, <laughs> he brought a huge box of Twizzlers and knocked on all of the rooms in his dorm and said, Hey, I'm Chris. You want a Twizzler? What's up? Nice to meet you. <laughs> and then moved to the next one. And he yep. was like everybody's best friend by the time the week yep. was over. So yep. talk to everyone. Bring a Twizzler would be the other piece of advice. <laughs> what is the best advice, Megan, that you've ever gotten that you still rely on today? Oh. There's so much good advice out there. I would say um, what is really resonating with me lately is ask because the worst answer that you'll get is no. Mm. And if, if even if it's a no, it doesn't mean it's a no forever. Yeah. <laughs> so why not freaking just ask like there, that is, that is showed up for me so many times. Um, you know, it's, it's why I think I have been able to have some of the conversations that I've had. I just asked to see, and I'm like, you know, the worst that they'll say is no. And so overcoming rejection, I think, is a little tough. It, it, absolutely. I, it's taken me. I'm still not good at it. But, um, yeah, just ask because the worst I, they, they can say to you is no. I love that. So this is my favorite part of the show, and that is where I show you what a profound and deep person you are. And I highlight all of the amazing things that you have said while we were talking. <laughs> it amazes me every time that people go, I said that? Wow. I love this. So here are some of the amazing things that you said. Um, You said you should try everything you can get your hands on, which I think is completely true. You said that you struggled earlier in your path with I should stay because it is stable. But the overarching theme for you is your willingness to shift to new things and learn. You said you can definitely outgrow a place. 
and the thing that came into your path didn't look like what you expected it to. And yet there it was and you took it, even though it wasn't yeah. what you had built it to look like in your mind. You said, I can control my destiny, which is completely <laughs> true. You also said it's okay to be a thing that you don't think society thinks you should be. You said 90% of what we worry about doesn't happen. And that's true. Um, you also said you never know who you're going to meet. So talk to everyone. The negatives that you still have to overcome at times are the family shoulds. What do you think? What do they think I should do? And also the social, social media shoulds, keeping up with the Joneses or at least what the Joneses post about on Instagram. Um, and you said, I should learn how this works and I should tr strive to understand people, places, and things because that really helps you um, grow. You also said, nothing is as big a deal as you have made it. And my favorite thing that you said in all of this, I'll start with the not, you were talking about asking because the worst answer you'll get is no. But what you said that I really love was, why not friggin' just asked? <laughs> and I think I'm going to make a quote of that that says, why not friggin' just ask? Amazing. Why? Because it's, I love it. for all the things that you just said, whatever it is, should I take this job? I don't know. Why not friggin' just ask? Should I move to Colorado? You know what? Why not friggin' just ask? Should I go meet that person over there? They could be in, you know what? Why not friggin' just ask? So yeah. that's my favorite thing that you said. Oh, they, well, I feel like a Marvel character. I feel like a superhero <laughs> after hearing all of these wonderful things. But right. you pulled them, you elicited them from me. Yeah. Um, and I also, I want <laughs> the 90% rule I have to attribute to Susie Macbeth. Um, she started Adventures by the Book, but I had never heard that before. And honest well, to God, I and you brought it so to true. us, and I appreciate you sharing it with us. And, and I have no problem with you sharing gems that you get from other people because that's how we grow. Um, yes. And, and how did you get that from her? I'm going to guess you friggin' just asked. I did friggin' just asked. Full circle. Bring it right back around to <laughs> I love it. Megan, I've loved having you with me today. And I think that um, the listeners are going to get a lot from hearing your willingness to just see what presents itself to you and give it a go because... If it doesn't work, you just pick something new. And that's been such a refreshing concept that you've brought to us today. And I'm so thankful for that. I would love to encourage the listeners to go check out Megan's stuff, Moderately Excited and Call Your Curiosity. Check out her podcast, Wild, Wider Worldview. We all could use one these days. Please yeah. go check all those things out. And I will say, if you have a few extra seconds, we would both appreciate your rating, your comments, tell us what you love about the show because that helps other people see that we're talking about some pretty cool stuff here at Should Theory. And Megan, I'd Absolutely. love to have you back sometime in the future when you're doing even more new things. Oh, well, thank you. And spoiler alert, I think you and I are going to have a conversation pretty soon about wider worldviews. That's exciting. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. But absolutely. Um, and yes, as Tara mentioned, if there's any any other gems that you have out there or something that I missed, please let us know. Yeah. And, and if you enjoyed this, please share this because what a wonderful podcast and platform we should do this. We have all kinds of fun. And Sure, share it just for you to ask. <laughs> I love that. Please, I yeah, 
yeah, I, I'm just gonna yeah, put that on everything. Put that on everything.